Hello everyone and welcome back to the Board Gaming Doctor. My name is Phil and I'll be your Board Game Doctor today. In this episode I'm going to review Carnegie. This review has been a long time coming. Uh, this is one game that I've put on multiple polls I believe in the past couple of months that never really uh, got chosen or maybe I'm thinking of that wrong and I never put that down. But uh, this is a game that I've played before about a year ago or whenever it was in development and on Kickstarter. And then having that being fulfilled uh, soon last year and having the game be more widely available on Board Game Arena, uh, it was just a time, you know, I, I was planning to, to come to this game again and play it. And fortunately, Jacob also wanted to play it. And so we had a, a round finish uh, today, uh, actually, of Carnegie. And I feel ready to give you my review of it. And so Carnegie is a game, or Carnegie, however you want to pronounce it, is a game where you uh, take actions on this map of the United States, right? You're simulating the the department and uh, company that Carnegie ruled or, or oversaw <laughs> back in the 1800s and overseeing his uh, how he amassed uh, wealth and, you know, in the industrial um, phases of, of the early, you know, 1800s or so. And also, you know, it follows the fact that he did donate a lot, you know, created a lot of libraries, etc., helped hospitals out and whatnot with his wealth. And so to simulate that in this game, you take, uh, you have a personal tableau of department uh, tiles where you have a multitude of workers that you move around on your tiles uh, if you take certain actions. And however many workers you have on a certain action when it is taken uh, determines, you know, you can activate a certain type in a certain number of departments on a turn and you, you know, take those turns which allow you to gain resources, trade goods, and money. You can spend those to put more department tiles into your tableau or to progress down a couple of tracks like, you know, a transportation track uh, to get more points as you build out, you know, city or buildings on the map. And you know, the goal is to try to link them in kind of like a route, a connected route, like in Ticket to Ride or so, uh, throughout the different regions of the board. Uh, you can upgrade... Uh, you know, research abilities too for these certain types of buildings like commerce and um, industry, etc. Right, and, uh, that, and that's how you get more buildings and and opportunities to to make those links. And you the 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 crux of all of this basically comes down to this action board, or what I'm calling an action board, where you have uh, five different rows of a sequence of regions on the board. And these five rows each represent one of the five actions that you can take, or I should say the department types that you can activate on that turn. And in turn order, you, you know, take one of these tiles, you move it onto a space, which denotes a region, activate that region, get income, and then you can take all the actions that are depicted by the department uh, style for that. And so there's only there's a set number of turns, I believe that's what, 25 rounds or so. Maybe I'm overcounting and there's only 20. But uh, so the, the first thing that I wanted to talk about this game is that there is a lot of forward thinking and strategy as a part of this game. One, because of that action board where you can see all the regions that are about to be activated if you do take certain actions. You can plan ahead on other people's turns when they do activate a certain region. Uh, you can say, okay, we're one closer to the east region. Uh, 
all right, I can um, start to put my meeples there. And so when I do, or when someone else takes an action and moves the marker towards that, I can gain a lot of income and, you know, use that for a different uh, action if necessary. You can technically see where all of the actions are going to be uh, placed on this action board and and plan ahead accordingly. You, you can plan 20 turns ahead if you wanted to. And yeah, and so there's a lot of that going on. You know, you, you have access to all of the department tiles. You can see what they do. So you know what to target and purchase if you do get the chance to do so. And you also uh, get to see what kind of donations are available there. I think the same for every game. And so, yeah, there's plenty of opportunity to strategize ahead of time, which also added to the to the complexity when it came to strategy. Uh, I think once you kind of play a round or two of the game, you kind of see the flow of how to select an action and what happens with income, etc. It becomes easier and easier as you play, as it should. But the amount of, you know, board space and decisions to make is very broad. And, and that is a typical feature of a lot of these Euro games uh, that I, I don't know how to describe it, but they, the first game that always comes to me is Bonfire by Stefan Feld. Stefan Feld. And a lot of his games are like that, where there's just, a, you know, a bunch of different areas that you can interact on the board. It's up to you to find the, the efficiencies and the puzzles to solve and, and gain as many points as you can from that. Even though on the surface, there is a lot of, you know, what may be deemed as a point salad where it doesn't matter what action you take, they're all going to be the same. Uh, I, f I feel like the strategic point of those games is to find those routes of victory that improve your efficiency and give you the most points possible. And I, I feel like that is so with Carnegie. And in addition to that, with the route building, uh, the, the strategy, speaking of which, you know, I feel like the main strategy for this game is first and foremost, linking up as many of the route of a route, you know, having the longest route as possible is the goal. Uh, in the corner of the board, it tells you how many points are scored at the end of the game. If you have like two of the you know big cities linked, like Chicago, San Francisco, etc. If you have two of those linked, then you will score a certain amount of points. If your uh, train, you know, lo um, locomotive or transport. Uh, strength, I guess, on the tracks uh, in the different regions is upgraded enough. Uh, if you, So you can focus on that, right? You can focus on uh, getting as many points as possible, and there are a lot of points there available. And so I think, and from what I've heard from other people as well, that's what you want to focus on. And so it therefore becomes a race to playing your tiles onto the board as quick as you can in as short of a route as possible to get as many links as possible and, you know, fighting and for alternate routes if, if necessary, right? And the donations and the, you, you get points for donations, you get points for, you know, more departments in your tableau. Uh, and I feel like those are secondary to add to your main score, which will be the link, you know? And so if you do like a strategy like that, where everyone needs to pursue a certain, uh, you know, victory condition with minor alternate, uh, you know, sidesteps to be able to supplement that victory. If you kind of like that, which I do, you know, I, I do appreciate that. I feel like uh, Agricola can kind of fall in that in that uh, style of of gaming and, and victory and strategy. Then that is fine. But if you do like where uh, kind of everyone can kind of do their own thing, like a, almost like a multiplayer 
a solitaire game with as little, you know, with very low interaction, which I do love as well. You know, I love Wingspan. I love uh, other games like that. Arc Nova to a degree is like kind of like that. Then, you know, this game, I feel Carnegie is kind of opposite of that, where there is interaction and racing towards donations, racing towards placing your buildings in the right cities, you know, so you can get uh, points for those as well as uh, linking them up for endgame victory points, right? And there's a little bit of, you know, planning ahead and and finding those department tiles that may help you accomplish that goal easier. Uh, very similar to like Great Western Trail, I feel like, where you do have a lot of different buildings available that you can place onto the building. Uh, it's up to you to purchase them and place them in the right spots because when you do move uh, your workers throughout the departments, you have to spend like movement points to do so. And so there is some strategy and some puzzle to place those departments in the right spots. And so that uh, adds to the, the, you know, the thinking prowess of this game and, you know, just the building up of your income and your engines, always thinking ahead, you know, planning ahead of those turns so you can amass the, the money that you need to make donations to give you extra points or to buy the, you know, the construction of buildings onto the, the map, you know, is, is very important. And so, yeah, so th that's kind of the, the space of strategy that is in this game, which I kind of look at in, and appraise a game for, especially a, a Euro game. And uh, yeah, so I don't know what else to say about this game. I think a lot of people have really enjoyed this game. Uh, I do give this game a, my diagnosis, a 7 out of 10. <laughs> I think identifying that as the main strategy and, you know, kind of route building and creating the longest route and the longest link is interesting. And I, I do like the puzzle and of, of building out your tableau and kind of figuring out and planning ahead with the, the spaces that you have available on the action board and what's left over, I think is really neat and clever. I think there's a lot of clever mechanisms in this game for sure. But, uh, it, you know, it didn't quite hit the mark for me enough so to, like, give it an 8 and to really get me thinking about the game. Like, when I was, you know, uh, not playing the game, I wasn't really mentally coming back to it and, and thinking about my next turn. It would just, every time it was my turn, I would, you know, kind of appraise it right then and there. Uh, versus other games where I, I feel like the uh, action complexity is a little bit lower. And so it's a little bit easier to know what you want to do on your turn. Um, the perfect example of this is Arc Nova, right? Where essentially, and, and even Lacerda games to a degree have this as well, where you funnel all of the actions that you can take into like five different things. And and I guess Carnegie fits this as, this role as well. There's only five different areas that you can uh, interact with and take a turn for. Um, and so I, I guess this argument is <laughs> is moot for, for this. But I, I do enjoy a game where, you know, it kind of, um, streamlines or funnels the amount of actions into different into like four or five different areas that you can interact with. And then from there, you can kind of branch out and, you know, figure out what you want to do. And so I don't know. I don't know whether it's uh, the the types of actions or the strategy or the the theme of it as well. That didn't hit quite enough for me. I think I really enjoyed this game and perhaps kind of like uh, games. If you've heard me talk about in the past, like Terra Mystica and Gaia Project, where I think the the weight and complexity is very similar to those kinds of games, uh, with a you know a static board and you know an interesting you know mechanism of of taking turns and etc. Uh, I, I think people who do like Gaia Project and Terra Mystica would like Carnegie, and 
as I slowly start to acquire a taste for those types of games uh, with, you know, a little bit higher interaction, a little bit more complexity and more forward planning than, say, some of the other games that I've really enjoyed, like Rosenberg games, I feel like do have that forward planning, but a little bit of more tactical play as well. Um, as I slowly start to wrap my head around these uh, higher complexity games and more strategic games, I think I'll, I'll acquire a better taste for Carnegie. But at this time, it's, you know, a, a reasonable score at 7 out of 10, even though most people are probably giving it an 8 or above. As you look at this game on uh, Board Game Geek, it's rated nearly in the top 100 uh, from the time of this recording. I think it's about 10 to 20 spots below that. And so it probably would would cross that threshold at some point. It's a good enough game, I think, to do so. But time will tell. So that's my review of Carnegie, uh, a really fun game, if you do like it. And uh, thank you for listening, and I hope you schedule an appointment with your board game doctor real soon. Take care.